sacrifice. It may be giving something up, taking something on, or walking away from a dream. No matter what God calls us to, the important thing is our obedience. This week, we're talking with someone who came to Christ, dropped something huge, and completely changed his life in a leap of faith that's paid off time and time again. Hey, I'm Shay. And I'm Michelle. There's a battle being waged. It's not flesh, it's not blood, it's spiritual, and we need to be prepared. The last thing a warrior wants on the battlefield is spiritual anemia. So when the enemy attacks, we need to be prepared. But we don't always realize where the attacks are coming from or that we're being attacked at all. This is the Pantry Podcast, and we're here to remind you of who we answer to, what we're capable of, and how we are called to do it in every aspect of our lives. Season five, Unnaturally Flourished, we are gearing up where season four left off, looking at God's unusual, amazing, and miraculous methods of elevating, relocating, and redeeming us into his purpose in ways the world can't access. Support our ministry reaching the lost and found in over 35 countries with spiritual and literal nutrition. Every one-time and recurring donation makes a lasting impact. Donate through Patreon or thepantrypodcast.com. And now let's dig into the meal. <laughs> what are we doing? Bumblebee, bumblebee, bumblebee. What? 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 Pantry. We're the pantry. It's a podcast. For Jesus. Hey. Hi. Come on. It is good to be here. Yes. I know y'all have been missing the beatboxing. We had to bring it back. Oh, yeah. Eventually. Oh, yeah. And, and we know that's going in there. So. <laughs> oh, you know it. Because, man, we had we had somebody on the other side that was feeling it. Yes. So when that's the case, man, we're going to And it's the first it. time I was able to actually, like, add in. Oh. I'm proud. <laughs> so proud. Anyway. Ooh, man, today's episode. Super excited. Oh. Always, always into the flames. Yes. Um, when, I'm, when I'm thinking of this, I'm thinking about going into the flames, being into the flames, um, how God puts us into the flames. Um, we're ministers of the word, right? So in Psalms 104, it says he makes his messengers wins, his ministers a flaming fire. Um, and as I was unpacking that statement, like his ministers a flaming fire. And plus, you know, we're going to find out, guys, the person that we have on today. And I, it just brought me to this realization of, of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and how they were thrown into the fire. See, King Nebuchadnezzar, he wanted, man, he builds this gold idol, right? So I'm going to tell you all right now up front so you can understand, idol world. I'm just going to say it. Whatever that is in the world that's captivating your mind or captivating you and, and taking you away from the word of God or maybe taking you away from a thought of God, that's my idol today. That's, that's what I want to talk about. Right. So King Nebuchadnezzar builds this idol. Man, this thing is gold. It's big. It's huge. It's six cubits. It's, you know, high and wide and all this, these cool things. And every time that they play a flute and harps and all this sound, everybody's supposed to drop to their knees. Well, Shadrach, me checking the binnacle like, ah, I ain't, okay. I ain't having that. I'm good, man. I, I'm, not, I'm not doing all that. Um, and so he calls them forward. He says, you know, that anyone who doesn't do this is going to end up in a fiery furnace. And they're like, okay, I mean, that's fine. Do it. I mean, that's, we're not going to bow down. And I like that. We're not going to bow down to any idol. We're gonna, if, if we got to go into the flames, we're going to go into the flames. We're going to go into the flames of God. And I like that. Ministers of flames, right? So, so here they go. It's like, okay, he's mad. He's angry. He's like, I'm going to throw you in there. He pumps this furnace up so hard that it melts his own people. <laughs> Even the guards that are going to take him in, it's like, done, obliterated. <laughs> Imagine that job. Anyways, <laughs> right? But here's what's cool. These are Daniel's friends. Mm-hmm. So see, Daniel, Lions Den, hello. You know, th- there's something connected here. And these guys weren't just like some people off the street. These were um, actually administrators. You know, they were, they were put into a position in Babylon. And so they had this kind of status with Daniel, but they had a God. They had our God. They had the God of the heavens, the God of creation. Um, and they just wouldn't do it. So he, he throws them in there and, you know, they're in there running around, you know, it's like, hey, what's up? But see, God, right? God is a consuming fire. He's a consuming fire. But see, with God, the worldly fire couldn't consume them. And they would not bow down to those idols. And God lifted them up. Yeah. 
So speaking on all of that, we have someone that is guaranteed to lift you up with us today. He is a brother in Christ. We're not even going to say he's a friend. He is family, absolute family. This is Michael Ty out of California. And he is all about representing God, a la the Transformation Church motto. But he serves people God puts in front of him. And he has a word. He always has an encouragement and a prayer. And we just love hearing what he has to say. We're excited to bring him on today. He's also a reserve firefighter. He has a YouTube channel. You're going to hear about a little bit about everything, I'm sure, as we as we get into it. But yeah, welcome, Michael. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Come on. Let's go. Come on. Yes, please. They can't see it, but do your shirt again. Oh, yeah. Yes. Represent. <laughs> He's putting it up in the camera, y'all. Sorry, sorry y'all yes, missing out on that. Yes, we are but... representing God to the lost and found for transformation in Christ. Yes. Let's go. Transformation. Let's yes. do it, right? Yes. Thank you so much. Yeah. Of course. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. Yeah, I was going to say, hey, I want you to pump up like how I found you. So I know you got like a Monday thing, a Wednesday thing, a Friday thing. And, and I don't want to wreck it. That's why I said things y'all. I could actually tell you what they are, but I'm going to let, <laughs> I'm going to let him, I want you to just give us a little brief into the, the ministry that the Lord has laid on your heart. You know, a minister of fire. Man, let's just say, uh, we were talking about this. Um, what, well, first of all, glory to God, praise Jesus for just having me for, for being present with us today, but just for, for making this all happen. Um, this took place for me when I surrendered one year ago, uh, February 9th of 2020 at transformation church. Um, by way of the church, bringing me out there on a crazy faith offering invitation. And so, yeah, I've just been on, on such a trajectory that I cannot even imagine. Like I'd grown up a certain way in a certain religion and then coming to, to finding God um, in, in a relationship aspect has been such a, a game changer. Let's just say that. And now my, my Instagram has changed. My YouTube has changed. I mean, we're talking about what I once thought I wanted to do with all my social media um, when it comes to just getting myself out there, being in the secular world, getting into the space of like, oh, I'm doing for notoriety. I'm doing for accolades. I'm doing for, no, that has all flipped around and turned to, I'm doing this to glorify God. And that's it. This year in 2021, I felt this anointing of God saying, you're going to put on my armor. I'll break it down real quick. When I go work out before I used to work out because I'm like, oh yeah, I want to get a six pack. I want to do certain things. I want to look a certain way, feel certain. I got this in January where God's like, no, I need you to work out. And he calls it the armor of God for me. He's like, I need you to put on the armor of God because what you are going to be doing is going to be for the long term. So now you are working out because I need to build your stamina up. So every time I go into a workout and I go into a workout session, my thought process is how am I going to surpass what my comfort zone is and where I can go because I'm I'm representing God. I'm representing God in my workouts. I'm representing, I'm setting myself up because this journey is going to be long. There's going to be so many criticism, everything back and forth. Um, There's going to be doubters and haters and all this stuff. And it's long but God's asking me to build up that stamina to withstand that. Right. And so right. what you were talking about my Monday, Monday motivation, Wednesday, wisdom, Friday's fuel leading into the weekend, my, my post about my workouts on Tuesday, Thursday and Saturdays of just different things I do. It's just to show people that I'm an everyday person. Right. There's nothing like special. Like I wasn't just right. like, Oh, Hey, this is, you know, like this guy's been like this all his life. No, it's, this is just me who has really felt the presence of God change my life. And I'm going all in my chips are committed. Right. right? And like, you're not going to tell me otherwise. There's too many things that have happened in this past year. Too many things. And I <laughs> surrendered when I started tithing, when I started doing the things that I never did before. Wow. Let's just say that. Wow. Right. Um, yeah. So I kick it off like that. Yeah. I'm in the fire. I'm being refined. Iron continues to sharpen iron. Let's go. Like, let's just go. Come on. That's, that's, that's so awesome. So this is the kind of fire that, okay, so I'm kind of that guy that messes with people. And so he's, he's in his workout, right? He's got the medicine ball pinned between his legs. He's standing, he's, he's like, watch this, you know, I'm going to get this thing. So he kicks up. So you, you jump up, the medicine ball, you know, f- comes up towards him yeah. and then he catches it. He, then he puts it back down. He does it repeat, right? Puts yeah. it between his legs, brings it up with his legs into the air, catches it. And so I'm like, brother, I said, you can't get that medicine ball any higher. That's how much you came back with. It was awesome. It's so funny. So, he, he's like, can't you kick it up any higher? And I'm like, well, God's pushing it back down. Hashtag resistance training. 
<laughs> I love it. it I so love fun. it. I love it but, so much. But that's the relationship that we're, we're building over this, this uh, friendship that we have. And you just get to watch people just be excited for the Lord. I love the idea that you are so new to the faith. And I think sometimes because the world is focused, they, they associate age with wisdom in the world. Yeah. And uh, it's a dangerous union because then you start to trust people that have wrinkles, no matter what yeah. foolishness is coming out of their mouth. And you might dismiss wisdom out of the mouth of babes because, you know, they don't have a gray hair. Right. But in the spirit, I think what's amazing is that it's about how much you're putting in. It's Absolutely. how much, how often you're, you're eating, how much you're allowing God to nourish you like we did all last season. And what happens in that time, it's not like in the world where you get flourished with a lot of your own hard work, effort, and what you're born with. It's that you come to Christ and you say, and your hands are open. Mm -hmm. And you're not expecting worldly blessing. Your hands are just open for whatever he gives you. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and that's what I see you doing. And you're just flourishing in, in knowing him and the joy. I mean, we didn't know you before, but I know that you're sold out to the Lord. You're sold out for Christ, right? And it's so clear how he's working in you in every aspect of your life mm -hmm. because you just were like, it didn't take you years and years. You're one of those case studies, I'll say, right? Of a Christian who jumps all in from the jump and is like, look, it's scary. It's uncomfortable. It's hard. People are all, I'm sure you've heard this ain't real. You're yeah. going to burn out. Mm -hmm. You're, you know, you're going to get bored with it. You're brainwashed. All these things that happen if you change so subtly, like suddenly. Right, right. But yet you don't care. Well, FYI, you know, gray hair and wrinkles. I resemble that remark. Anyway. <laughs> Go ahead. You, and you know what's funny? He does resemble that remark. <laughs> so good. It's so good. I love it. You know, what's, what's with, with a lot of people who have seen my change and, and, Again, I tell people all the time, I've had a very colorful past. And I love telling my testimony about the things that I used to do, the people I used to hang out with and, and all those things, right? Because it, it makes everything so relatable. Like I didn't have a picture perfect life. It just, like, it didn't come about that. But because of this colorful past and I get to sit down with people and tell them these stories and they're like, wait, you did what? And hang out with who? <laughs> and, 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 you know, um, I've just been able to, to just share in a way where, people don't feel offended and defensive. Right. Right. Um, and that's probably the biggest thing I've learned in this past year is, is how to communicate that where it's not a scary thing to be a believer. Right? right. And it's not like, it's not something that's, Oh my gosh, you, you are extreme. No, it's not. It's just a decision you make each and every day. And when you go on my Instagram and you go on, on the things I post, I post roughly the same thing every day in some shape, form or fashion, right? You're going to get prayer. You're going to get worship. You're going to get some encouragement. You're going to get some motivation. You're going to get things that come across every single day that I just repost. And the reason for that is twofold. One, I'm building a habit, right? I'm, I'm waking up. First thing I do is I crack open my Bible. I'm showing you that I'm doing it. Not to say like, Ooh, Hey, he's in the Bible. He's like this, you know, big time believer Christian. He's like, no, <laughs> it's to show that I'm being consistent. That's all it is. So I'm building that habit. And then number two, I don't know when people come and go on my journey, when it comes to my social media. So as long as I stay consistent, new people, like, you know, people have been with me for a while are getting their nourishment. And if they leave and do their own thing, great. New people are going to be coming and coming across me every, every so often. And they're going to be like, Oh my gosh, this is, this is food. It's been the same food for a year, a year. Right. So whoever comes and goes, I just want to show that I'm building a great habit to I'm given the same thing, this great food that I've been provided and I need to give it back and give it out. Right. And so it's so important. I think a lot of people don't realize that it's, it's not, it's, it's not an easy journey by the stretch of the imagination, but it's a, it's, it's, it's a very big decision that you have to, to dive yourself each and every day to realize there's more for you to do. Right. And we can constantly just choose each and every day. Like, Hey, I'm all in for God. I'm all, what do you want me to do? What do you need me to do? Lord, just tell me. And, I, and, I, and I'm, I'm all about it. Yeah. 
there's a common tie between. <laughs> you said common tie. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. No, but I see this common tie this season in that last season we were focused on how God will nourish you. We needed to establish like you don't need to worry about yourself. God's got you. Stop worrying about yourself. Stop spending all your time trying to secure what you need and trying to get yours out of doubt because it's just it's just actually ruining your chances of being nourished, right? To try and nourish yourself for sure um, outside of God. But this season, the thread that we're seeing is that to be flourished, it's when you're no longer, you truly understand God's nourishing me. That's taken care of. But these people are hungry and I can feed them mm-hmm. with what God's given me, with this everlasting water, with this unending basket of food, I can feed them. And that's how we're flourished, right? We're nourished and we look healthy when we're being fed right and where we're walking in it. But we're flourished when, like Mike, like Mike, <laughs> when, like Mike, you're just so focused and dedicated on getting the word out in whatever way you can. You know, it's not everybody to be on Instagram and YouTube, but see, he also was like, how can, like, I work out and God's showing me how I can do this. Even with working out, he's showing me the connections in every aspect of life where I can bring him glory. And I love that. Yeah. That's, that's like so essential to the Christian walk. Um, people will look at us like, what are they trying to do? Mm-hmm. Really? We're trying to, to be fed mm-hmm. and we're also trying to, okay, like, okay, living water, right? Mm-hmm. Living water comes in, it fills me up and, I, and then I overflow. We want to be in that overflow. We want to be in that right. overflow. Um, the things of this world will go away. The things of this world will, will dissipate. You know, when they went into the fire, like if you look at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they, they went into the fire nourished, you know, and what did they do? They flourished. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, it's like, it's like an amazing thing. It's because we're constantly putting this into our minds. You know, the gold went away or it was bought or it was sold or, or it was transferred right. somewhere else. Um, and you know, I think of these things like these worldly idols when we're thinking of this stuff and how we combat it as Christians, you know, because we fill our minds with things above. It's not that we're like trying to be hyper Christians and all like he's like, ah, you know, all these, but no, it's because we want to fill ourselves with, with nourishment. We want to fill ourselves so much so that we flourish and we start to have impacts into other people's lives, right. loving impacts, caring impacts, compassionate impacts. Um, if you think of things that go away, okay. You remember the Popeye's chicken sandwich? Mm. Oh my <laughs> goodness. I mean, people killed people. Yeah. They fought over this. Right. What have you heard about the chicken sandwich lately? Nothing. nothing, nothing. See, that's the world. The world <laughs> comes in and they're like, Ooh, like, ah, and, they, and dude, they throw fits right. they go crazy. And then it just fades. Right. But see, our God has never fade. Mm-mm. Our God has stayed the same. This by the Bible that sits in front of us that we were talking about right now mm-hmm. has been in front of us for thousands of years. Come on now. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and y'all scholars can get me on that one, but it's fine. The <laughs> word of God has been around for thousands mm-hmm. of years and it hasn't changed. It's mm-hmm. infallible. It's the one book that continually outsells every other book. Every book. Mm-hmm. And this is what Michael's telling us about. So then I, I, you got another job. See, Michelle said at the beginning, I want to know about your firefighting, man. <laughs> what makes you want to jump into that kind of fire? <laughs> man, you know, I'll, I'll break it down to you. My, my calling in life. And I've known this since I was a teen was just to serve people by any stretch of the imagination. So my, my, my nine to five or what you want to call it, my, my full-time job, I'm a case manager working with transitional age foster youth, right? Mm-hmm. 17 to 24, um, helping them transition out of foster care into become, becoming young adults, living in their own apartment, going to school, work, all that stuff. Um, firefighting came to me a couple of years back. Um, I actually, when I was young, wanted to be a firefighter. You know, when you're in elementary, they right. in the fire truck, you're like, whoa, that looks cool. And I've always wanted to be a firefighter. <laughs> and then um, just a couple of years back, we had some massive fires in California here right. and um, especially in Northern California. And one of my buddies uh, was part of the, the the group that went from Southern California up there to help, to help. And then we all of a sudden had a fire down here in Southern California and it, it dawned on me. I'm like, I could be out there helping my community um, as a volunteer or as a reserve firefighter. How do I do that? And so I jumped into it, um, started learning, went through the Academy and now am in Southern California and Orange County where I'm from. Um, and reserve firefighter, but it's just to constantly serve the community. And what I realized is I didn't get the chance to share with you guys um, previously is that 
as this journey has taken off in this past year, wherever I go, I, I like have found ways to connect and fellowship with people. Mm-hmm. So at the station, you know, like a lot of times you're sitting down waiting for a call to go and take off, but I've been able to have conversations during training, during about God, about, and this is just because people were curious. I'm like, how are you so joy, joyful? Like, how are you so happy with life? Like what, what drives you? <laughs> like, people just ask me random questions. And, and that's like, Ooh, entrance. Yeah. And I, I, I like kick the door through once, once they crack that open, I'm like, here I come this, you really want to know. And, <laughs> and it's been great. It's been great ever since. And so firefighter has been that, um, has just been in, in a season where I thought I was going to be a firefighter. And here's the funny part. So while being a reserve firefighter, the goal is to become a full-time firefighter, right? Mm-hmm. Um, last 4th of July, I, I volunteered to, to cover a station. So that means some of the full-timers were off. So we go in and, and relieve them. And at first I was like, it's 4th of July, God, like, do I really want to do this? And, and, and this is where I knew God would just had his hand on me. It's like, I need you to, I need you to go ahead and relieve that firefighter. I'm like, okay. So I go there and I, I do a, a shift over there. And I realize after that shift, I'm not supposed to be a full-time firefighter. Mm-hmm. And I look at God, I'm like, you wanted me to go there to experience that, to realize like, that's not where I have you going. You think you're going to be a full-time firefighter. I got something else for you, but I needed you to experience that, to realize that it's not for you. What I realized is I connect with people, like, just like what you guys do, right? I connect really well with people. As a firefighter, you come in, patch things up, set them on their way. Right. That's it. And, and I can't do that. That's just not who I am. But I needed to experience that, to realize, oh, all right, Lord, what is right. it that you you want me to do. Right. right? Yeah, so I like still that. remain a reserve firefighter, um, oh, but heavens. there's more, there's more to come. Well, that, that, that is an awesome, really, I'm rewinding. <laughs> you don't just jump into fires, but you work with transitional kids. Yeah. That's, that's a whole different fire. That's and a- I think I remember you saying that the first time we met, but it was such a quick statement that I didn't, it didn't like settle in. But you know what it makes me think of is we had a sermon at church today and it was about Daniel 10 mm. and how there were three weeks that Daniel was in mourning over some news. And as soon as he started mourning, he prayed to the Lord. But the angel, when the angel finally made it to him, the angel explained he had been held up for three weeks battling pretty much a demon, like the prince of Persia, pretty much like an, the guardian of Persia, which was a demon. He'd been held up spirit in a spiritual warfare for three weeks. And so Daniel had had to sit there for three weeks, mm-hmm. not knowing what the answer to this prayer was going to be. And so he was in lament this whole time. But our, the pastor that was talking about it said, we don't know why it like why the archangel Michael didn't just swoop in instantly to help him. Why Michael didn't show up for three weeks, except that it definitely helps us see that there's spiritual battles going on that lead us to places that make us wait for certain times. Oh, yeah. But that realization can come to us in that waiting in that moment when in God's perfect timing, we find things out. Mm. And I love that that happened today. And then you're talking about you went, he sent you to a place for multitude of reasons, probably we'll never know all of them. But the one that you see clearly is that it was a realization that the flourishing you thought, and it sounds great. It's morally aligned. There's nothing wrong with it, right? It's not ungodly to, to want that. But he's like, by the way, that's not even it. Mm-hmm. For you, there's something else. You're going to be flourishing another way. Yeah. And so instead of saying, but God, I really want to do this full time. You were like, oh, okay. And that's just such a common pattern for those who are wanting to flourish in Christ. We have this big idea and we're like, but if he says no or redirects it, instead of sitting in that, we just say, okay, cool. I'm excited. Show me what you actually have. Show me how you really want me to flourish. Yeah. Whew, I feel the spirit right now. I got to tell you guys a story. <laughs> Do it. You guys want to hear a great story. My very first uh, test of obedience was to walk away from a relationship I was in for over two years. Mm. All right. Okay. Let, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me give you guys a little backstory. <laughs> I was with someone for a little over two years. Um, and we were going through a, a rocky time of like the timing of 
man, okay, how do I put this? I started a company with my cousin. Uh, after a couple of years of, of making good money, um, we, we, we decided to part ways, right? Close that shop. And I put all my money in, in, into that. I reinvested into the company, came out with like, bleh. Mm-hmm. Got into, had to get back into the workforce, was hustling um, and trying to just make ends meet. And I was, I was dating someone. Fast forward, it got to a time where, you know, like the question of the ring, the question of mm-hmm. marriage, the question of when are we going to start having kids? All these came up and I'm like, struggling, just, just staying afloat and trying to save money for certain things. And, and and she wanted all these things to happen within the next like year, year and a half. And I feel the pressure and I feel, and I'm just like, what is going on? Um, and and I think she's feeling pressure from her family and all these things. Anyways, I surrendered when I was in transformation church in February, we go through our ups and downs from February till the day we broke up. Um, or, or I say, I walk away. And what was crazy about it is I, I surrendered and I submitted I was struggling with these for uh, this back and forth with her. My trajectory when I came back from Transformation Church took off. Hers was kind of lukewarm. Mm-hmm. And I started studying about, okay, when you're unequally yoked, how is this going to work out, right? Like if I'm all in for God and she's like, oh, I'm not, you know, I, I, I know there's a guy, but I'm not committed like you are. I'm like, that's fine. So what happened was, I, you, I love this story. April 19th, I was on my knees in the back uh, in my room crying right? In tears of like, God, why can't I get a job, higher paying job? Or why can't I get a second job? Why can't I do this? Like, can you help me out with this? Blah, blah. In the midst of all that, I finally took a deep breath with, with tears and just boogers coming out my nose. Um, <laughs> and I asked him, I'm like, you know what, Lord, what is it that you want, want me to do? So I went from clasped hands of saying, God, can you do this? Can you do this? To opening my hands and receiving and asking the Lord, what is it that you want me to do? I kid you not, April 19th, 2020, eyes, my eyes were closed. My hands were open. And I see this hand come in front of me, in front of my face. I, I get out of prayer and I'm like, what was that? I do. I go back in prayer and I ask him, what is it that you want? So I, I see his hand come in front of me and I hear him whisper, are you ready to go on the journey that I have for you? Mm. And I, I remained there for a minute. I'm just like, I said that I would surrender and give my life to you in February. Yes. Yes. You have me. You have me. And then I'm, as I'm sitting there, I'm asking like, but what about this relationship? Am I supposed to be in it? And I just feel this like weight lifted a little bit. And I look up and I'm like, I'm not supposed to be in this relationship. And the stress just all came off of my shoulders. Mm. And so the next day, April 20th, I'm talking to, to my girlfriend at the time. And I told her, this is what I feel. This is what God told me. I was in prayer and I heard him. He's asking me to go with him. And I want to find this out. And I feel like I'm not the right man for you. Mm-hmm. Like for the time frame that you want everything to, to, to happen, there's probably a better man that is suited for that, that want, can, can give you all the things that you want on your time, but I'm on God's time and I need to find out what it is that he has for me. Mm-hmm. And she, she, you know, obviously it was hard, but she understood. <laughs> so that's April, April 21st. I get a call for the job that I'm in right now. Wow. Oh, Hey, we want to interview you for a position that you apply for. Wow. I, wow. I, I can't make this up. And I tell people all the time, I cannot make this story up. Like when I saw that hand and I heard him whisper in my ear, like, are you ready to go on the journey? that I have for you, that was the first, I felt like that was the first test of obedience. Like, mm-hmm. all right, you need to leave this relationship to develop the relationship with me so I can take you to where you need to be. Mm. Wow. Man. Wow. Come on. Wow. John 14, 15. If you love me, you'll keep my commands. Um, that in what you just said has so much depth. Mm. See, we turn away from the world. We redirect our love. You know, God is love created in his image. Therefore we have love. Mm-hmm. But so, our love that we have directed to the world is nothing unless we're directed towards God. Mm. See, and what, what God was sitting there in that relationship and saying is, you know, you need to come with me. You need to come with me. And sometimes that's hard. 
Mm-hmm. Those are hard. Those are hard. But look, you, you said, man, I'm going to go into the flames. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go out on a, on a, I know that was hard on you. Mm-hmm. Um, people can't see your face because <laughs> this is not video, but I'm watching my brother here. And as he tells his story and, and, and there's, 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 there's thought, mm-hmm. there's reflection. There's, there's a moment in time when, you know, one love was replaced with the love mm-hmm. and, and, and he took that step. Mm-hmm. And when we take that step, when we take that step, listen to me, y'all, when we take that step, we flourish mm-hmm. yeah. because he is going to nourish us in, in ways that we never understand. He's going to nourish us in the unseen. Mm-hmm. And, and, and yeah, I mean, it's like, okay, you know, you can sit there and be like, yo dude, really? You don't that girl. <laughs> you know, but it's like, but it's like, but like that hard choice, that hard moment. And look, it was funny. She, he goes, yeah, she was like, eh, okay. <laughs> I mean, right. I, like, 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 like right, right, right. It was, it was, I wonder what she really thought though. <laughs> like, you, Oh, I tell you. <laughs> I'll tell you right now. She's like, okay, so so you're telling me that that you're gonna you're gonna follow God. Wait, have you ever thought about being a priest? <laughs> okay, if, so let me let me let me pull back a little bit more. So if there's anything that you guys have seen on YouTube, I did a video about how I'm waiting for marriage, right? So I've been right. waiting for marriage all my life to to consummate, as, mm-hmm. as we say, or or, or do do the do the thing. Um, and so with our relationship for two years, uh, you know, none of that happened. Oh, um, so she she in her mind is like, oh, you're going to be a priest now. Right. Right. Because you've been waiting and, and you never wanted to. And okay. So if you're all in on God, you're going to be a priest or something like that. So yeah, at first she thought, Oh, this is great. You know, like you're going to be a priest. Like that's cool. Right. <laughs> Dude, you, you just got more props from me. Cause like, let's be real. Like, I, I, Cause we like real in this. Yeah. yeah a, keep girl, a, a girl, a girl says, yeah, man, I'm, I'm keeping myself. People are like, uh, a dude says that. And it's like, yeah. Whoa. But it's so cool. It's yeah. like, it's so cool that, that you would take on that position. Like in that two years, I'm like, yo, that, I wonder if that, like, oh, and you know, cause we think, you know, yeah. But, and he comes out and she's like, she thinks you're going to be a priest. <laughs> Brother. Michael Ty is not going to be a pre show. Right. <laughs> that is for darn sure. But, but God is, is working in He's that. part of the royal priesthood in that sense. Oh, snap. Mm. You are royal priesthood. Right. But you know, in the Bible, priests had family. So I'm going to just leave that there. Right. But, yeah. Um, yeah. but no, I think that that's amazing. And it makes me think, of all the times, those pivotal times where I surrendered something big, like when I was trying to date without God. And then in the middle of all that online dating, I came to him. And then I started, I remember that one night I was going on a date with a guy who seemed real solid on the way out the door. I just got down on my knees, all dressed up. And I was like, Lord, if it's not your will, give me a flag tonight. And I got a flag, a very obvious flag. I got few flags and one very obvious flag. Um, and the time that he, you know, on the note of things some people might never believe, like, you know, what, how God reached out to Michael. Well, darkness reached out to me. I had several instances in my life where I had encounters with darkness where there was no physical presence there. Right. And, uh, and I think that the real gateway there was astrology. And I had these two books that I think were probably the biggest gateway I had. And one night God was like, just get rid of them. Mm-hmm. And instead of selling them, I was like, I paid hundreds of dollars for these, but like I could, I could sell and make some money and give it to the church. And he's like, why would you profit off lies? Ooh. And so right there I got up and I threw them in the trash. And then when you look at the outcomes of those things, like the long term of me saying, give me a flag every single time, I never even bothered to have hope in men. I was just like, give me a flag, Lord, let's cut this quick. Don't let me waste any time. When I handed that over to him, when I handed over the astrology stuff, all these things that we hand over in the moment, they seem so big to us. And looking back, I'm like, who cares about them books? Right. The Lord just covered me down on every little thing. Mm. Who cares about all these dudes who weren't the right one? Like, it's like the Lord just doubles down on everything. And even if you have something great, he's like, like, it's like that meme with the teddy bear where the little girl, he's like, give me your teddy bear. And she's like, but it's all I have. And he's got this giant teddy bear behind him. And that's not to say that like, if you donate $10, he'll give you $10,000 because that's worldly thinking about riches. 
it's that it's all glory. If you do a little obedience that brings him glory, there's so much more glory to be brought on that road as opposed to saying, no, God, I'm gonna keep this teddy bear and you're just gonna have to burn it off me at the, at the beam of seat. I think, I think a lot of people misconceive obedience though. They don't see it for the love that mm-hmm. really is. And, and, and that's, you know, that's where we sit. So wait, if that, if yours was a gateway was a book and yours was a relationship, was mine the dishes? <laughs> and, and now, now my, 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 our fan base would understand that if you've listened to that. Right, right, right. Cause I came home to cupboards just emptied of dishes. Like they everything, crashed to the everything floor. in my cupboards, everything, every door was open. Every shelf had, had, had been collapsed and I'm looking at a floor. This is right at the time of my, my, my surrender. Right. And I'm like, and he's like, and I'm overwhelmed. He goes, just clean it up. That's what I did. But then watch this. He left me one plate, one bowl, and one glass. And it was almost like, that's all you need, son. Because you got me. You know what I've never told you? But when you tell me that story, I have the same thought every time. Yeah, say it. It was the devil throwing a tantrum while you were at church. Because mm. he knew he was going to lose you. Mm-hmm. And he knows what he has for you, God has for you. Mm-hmm. And God's like, I mean, you can wreck all that, but you got to leave him a dish. Yeah. Right. Because right. it's me and him. Right. Joe. You know, every time you tell me that story, I think of that. Because that is, that's what happens when we obey God. Evil throws a tantrum. And that's why sometimes when you, you obey God, you might have this instant really bad thing happen or scary thing happen. Something might happen. Yeah. And you're like, but I obeyed you, God. And then you let this happen. And it's like, well, yeah, if, if I had control of someone and, so, and someone was stealing them away, right? And this person's like, just obey me and everything will be fine. I would sure as heck really try to make them think that it wasn't. Mm-hmm. So really we have to think from like a psyop war level that like if you're obeying God and all of a sudden something bad happens, don't blame God for it. That's really just the enemy being real salty and bitter that they're losing their hold on you. Just uh, think of it that way. I, I need to address this so much. It, it, whew, there's so many <laughs> people that don't realize, like everybody wants to put everything on God. I get it. Mm-hmm. But you have to understand there's spiritual warfare that, that I didn't know this, but there's spiritual warfare after you mm-hmm. each and every day. The closer you come to God, the more the enemy is going to claw at you. And a lot of people are just like, no, you know, if, if, if God didn't, uh, if God was so good, why would this happen to this person or that person or this? It's like, you got to understand there's light and darkness. Mm-hmm. There's two things attacking or there's two things fighting over that person. Right. And, and, and I, I hear, I've heard this so many times in this past year that I had to explain to people, like, if you don't believe that there is an enemy after you, like, where are you living right now? This is the devil's playground. Look at all the temptation that's in the world. Look at all the things that are happening. You really think right. that our glorious God will want this stuff to happen? Right. Like all this bad stuff and all this. And then there's still good people like within right. all this. Like, right. oh, you're in, right. you're surrounded by it. This is where the fight is. Right. Um, and I really want people to understand that like it's, it's, it's hard, um, but it's also fun because you get to be surrounded and meet people like yourselves who are all in, who are, who are doing, who have been through the fire and still put yourself back in the fire, in the flames and, and just get refined. Right. Right. And so uh, I just want, I just want to encourage everybody to understand that as you get deeper and dive deeper and get out there with God, like just know the target on your back gets bigger and bigger. And the enemy is just trying so hard to get your attention. Yeah. That, 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 that comes into my arena of tactics, Uh, military fighting wars. Y'all, sorry, you might like this or not dividing countries um, so that agendas could be uh, put in place or, you know, good. Sometimes it was good. Um, But you're right. You're right. Um, The more, you go to war, mm-hmm. the more chances it is that you're going to be struck by the enemy mm-hmm. in one way or another, in one way or another. Why the Bible is so tactical in it's writing, you know, like gird up your, your loins, you know, gird your mm-hmm. mind up with, you know, gird your, how's that go? Something like I think it's gird up your loins. For your mind or something. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. I, I want to get that. Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Right. Okay. This yeah. is how we do this sometimes. <laughs> want to do it right. I want to do it right. Oh yeah. There we go. You know, like there's verses like gird up the loins of your mind. 
that's a military style talk. You know, some translations say uh, practice or, you know, those kind of things. But it's like, no, when you take it into this military, militant type look, like I'm girding on something, I'm putting on an armor, I'm putting on, you said earlier, the full armor of God. Because what does the devil want to do? He wants to come in and divide. But where does that division start? What we're talking about, dividing you and pulling you away from God. Mm -hmm. Now imagine if Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego went into the fire, disconnected from God. Right. They would have melted down like the, the, the guards who threw them in there. But see, they weren't. See, we go into these fires, but we go into these fires perfect mm. right. because we're not trusting in ourselves. We're trusting in a holy and perfect God. Mm. Right. And we just dig in that, dig in that. I'm, I'm with y'all on this. I, holy smoke. How, after we had a conversation with Michael Ty and some other friends last night, and the first thing I prayed getting off of the conversation was, Lord, protect us. Yes. Protect us. Because when we start to work for the kingdom, yes. now he is threatened. Mm. When we start to work for the kingdom, it's like, oh, hold up. See, he ain't omniscient, y'all. We've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. He's not omniscient. The enemy is not. The enemy does not know what, if a person saved or unsaved, or this is just a raw battlefield to him, and we're a threat to who he wants to take away and take with him. Absolutely. And so he comes against us because this is the one, one reason not to make your life worse, not to, to take something away from you, not to, to degrade you, beat you, or, or, or really hurt you. One thing, silence your mouth. Stop you from talking about God. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. That yeah. is the goal. His goal is to hurt God. That's it. And God, he knows God loves every single human being on this earth. And so all his motivation is out of spiteful hatred for the God who even loves him and he can't bear it. Ooh, hurt people, yeah. hurt people. Ooh. Yes. Mm-hmm. He loves to hurt people. Because he's hurt. Right. He's, right. Hurt people hurt, right? That's, yeah. it, hurt right. people hurt. Right. That's, but I want to get in the crucible. Mm. Whew, I want to get in the crucible. Mm-hmm. I, I'm weird though. <laughs> I think I've said this a couple times. People, I'm like, I'm the kind that likes to get slapped around by God. Now they'll come back. He doesn't slap you around. No, I'm telling you, that dude punched me sometimes. He loves you in a way that speaks to you, <laughs> right, but right, he's right. always the same. <laughs> so, so I like the roughing up. I, I, let me do this biblically. I like correction mm-hmm. because correction refines. Correction has me in the crucible being melted down mm-hmm. with all the sludge being taken off the top. And I know that every time I go into the crucible, when I come out the other side, I am more refined. Yep. Yes. And the it's- pure the more, the better. I was just going to say, it's just holy discipline. That's all it is. Oh, come on now. Right. Come on. Say it's holy discipline. Say some more on that. What's holy discipline? Come on. Man, it's, it's like people used to say, or I, I hate, I'll say back in my day when I, when I was growing up, um, you know, we, what would be considered getting beat down or, or beat up or, you know, it's discipline, right? Like if I was doing something wrong, I'm going to get disciplined for, and, and yes, sometimes it could have been physical. It could have been just verbal. It could have been whatever. I, I honestly believe when, when, when God is trying to, get our attention when we're veering off the course, he will discipline us in certain ways where we realize like, Oh, I'm getting off track or I'm, I'm, I'm not paying attention or, or he's really trying to work something through me. He disciplines you to get your attention so he can show you the road again. Mm. You know? Right. Mm. Right. You need only look at just, even if you're not a parent, right. You've seen kids do things that are dangerous. Mm-hmm. You've seen kids want things that are unwise. Think of a parent that gave you everything you ever wanted. That's a terrifying parent because I have wanted some terrifyingly bad things. Mm-hmm. And um, so although it sounds great because of this indulgence thing we all have, um, God is just a, the perfect parent, meaning he will not give you things that are bad for you. If you have something that's bad for you and that goes against the Bible, then don't thank God for it because he's not the one who blessed you with it. And you're not hashtag blessed for having it. But on the other hand, sometimes things that are really hard and uncomfortable, like you said earlier, Mike, he might have given you those because he's lovingly building you up because he loves you so much and he knows what you're capable of and you're capable of so much more than what we can imagine. Our little girl, she has, you know, wine cried through things that she wanted to know how to do, but she wanted our help a little too much. And and Shay always was like, 
I'm going to help her. I'm going to make sure she's not like in utter danger, but I'm going to let her muscles hurt a little trying to get up that rock wall Yep. so that next time it's easier. And man, she's not even two and she's owning the playground because, you know, she wasn't completely coddled, but she wasn't left out there to her own devices to break an arm. There was that, that balance and how much better balance can God give us? And so we can't be upset that he denies things, hands us things that are a challenge or tells us, yes, you have to go through this and no, you don't get this thing you want because we just have to know that he has that long term mm-hmm. in mind, you know, and he has that eternal in mind. We also forget about the eternal level and we're thinking, but if I don't get this, this world's just going to be so much harder for me. And it's like, well, look, but this is a blip. Mm-hmm. This is a blip. For sure. You know, mm-hmm. you know, I was going to say one thing that I've seen in my, in, in this journey in this past year. And I, and I talk about this to a lot of my friends who, who always ask like, what's the difference on how you were raised in a certain religion to, to where you are now as, as, as a Christian believer. Um, and, and I've seen these nuggets I tell people all the time, I've seen these nuggets now that God will place small or big to see your obedience to him throughout this journey. He'll like drop, Hey, are you, are you going to, are you going to help that person out? Can you buy this person lunch? Can you buy this person? This, that, this, can you help this? And, and it's just like a sign of obedience. And the more you pick up on it, the more God gives you bigger and bigger blessings and then bigger and bigger blessings of others, like more things for you to do because he trusts you now. Right. right? And, and people wonder why, how do you see this? How do you feel it? How do you know it's from him? Number one, remember your mind is going hundred miles per hour because you are filled with everything in this world until you really dive into prayer and prayer, is just having a conversation with God until you really take the time to really connect and let everything else go. You can't hear what he's trying to tell you. Right. You're too busy That's trying so to figure out how much money I need to make, what car I'm going to drive, what purse I'm going to get all these other things that don't really matter. You're so just discombobulated in your head and filled that you will never be able to receive or hear even a glimpse of what God's trying to tell you. If you take the time to pump the brakes. Hmm. just say a quick prayer. I don't care if it's 30 seconds or it's 30 minutes, that quality time that you spend with God, you will hear him. And then he will go ahead and drop a nugget on you. Be like, Hey, do this for me. And it's your opportunity to shine. Will you pick up the ball? Will you pick up the rock and run with it and complete what he's leaving right in front of you? You know, wow. and it's mm-hmm. such a journey. I, I love it. I love these challenges. And Shay, just like you, I'm like, I love being the underdog. I love like the story of like overcoming something. That's constantly what it is each and every day. You know, you overcome yeah. yourself. Right. 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 Yeah. Just a constant build. Um, the more we go on the fire, the more trained we become. We'll, we'll do things that we'll never understand. We'll do things that, did I really get trained for that? No, but you've been training mm. with, with the father, you know, and, and I am going to say it is, I know we're kind of wrapping up and we're getting in this, but, uh, she brings up our daughter in, in the playground and I'm sitting here thinking of what you're saying, and you know, this prayerful aspect, one thing that we've always done, um, over our daughter. It's kind of like, I, I, I truly took it to a Samuel moment and was like, God, she's yours. When yeah. she when before she was born, I, we both I, did. I just was like, yeah, we, she's yours. And, I, and I've lived by that. Like really have lived by that. When things fall in, there's that training her up, raising her up, bringing her up. See, that's what God's doing to us. He's raising us, bringing us up and all this stuff. And you know, we're talking about the playground. This is where I was going with this. She's climbing all this stuff. Yesterday we took this scooter out. You know, those little ones the kids hold on to and they push it with their leg. Yeah. We have one. never showed her how to ride it. I put her on it at the park and I was like, okay, just put your, but she listens, put your hand here, hand here. And, and she did that. And before we could even say anything else, she, was she has her foot up and she's pushing the scooter like she knows what she's doing. Oh. See, God, and I'm not saying that God was there taking control of that moment. But what I'm saying is because she has been trained and raised up, we can be trained and raised up that when something comes at us and, and, and it's the unknown, we'll know that we can walk into it oh, yeah. because we have a God who's with us. Mm-hmm. He is that consuming fire. And when you read that verse in Hebrews 12, 29 and read above it, just read above it. I'm challenging my listeners. I'm not going to read it here. I'm, I want you to go out and read this. Hebrews 12, 29. Just read a few verses above that. But why? Who is this God? He's unshakable. His kingdom is unshakable. What he takes on is unshakable. We can live unshakable. Dive into that fire. Mm. Be refined. Come on. Amen. 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 
This has been so fun. Yes. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank you for having me so much. Oh, oh my goodness, it's just the beginning. So good. Yes, yes, yes. There are there are so many things God is doing, and it's just so exciting across the board. But for everyone listening, you hear who this is, and we encourage you to follow him. We follow him on Instagram at Michael M. Ty. Ty like the place. Ty like Ooh. the food. Ty. Um, and we're going to have everything in the show notes. Go to thepantrypodcast.com to connect with us as well as read more about our good friend, Michael Ty. So until next time. Bye. 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 Yay. Awesome. That's it. Oh, my see gosh. How, see how, see how, see how easy that is.